This podcast has been brought to you by the Sonar Network. Sonar! Welcome to the Bedpost Podcast. I'm your host, as always, Erin Pym, and I'm the producer of the theatrical variety show, The Bedpost Sex Show. Here at the podcast, I like to invite guests and performers from my stage show and beyond into my bedroom and or studio, whatever you want to call it, uh, to indulge me in a more in-depth conversation about sex and sexuality. This week, I have a super special guest who I've been creeping on Instagram and also on other podcasts for like quite a while. So I'm super excited to announce to the podcast, pornographer, Daniel James. What's good? How are you? <laughs> How's tricks? Hello. <laughs> your voice, so I deep. Hello, so hello, is hello. that your phone sex voice? Um, no, and it's funny, I've tried that too, but uh, yeah, no, definitely. It's very, it's always been very monotone and deep and ugh, I don't know. <laughs> very People sexy. can never hear me half the time when I yell across the room. They're like, what? No, speak up. I'm like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Oh, God. So pornographer, yeah. what what even is that for people who don't even know what that is? Pornographer, uh, well, very loosely, you know, it all depends. Everyone has a different definition of it, but mine would just basically be anyone that creates any type of media uh, pertaining to sex on camera, pornography, uh, images, video of that nature. Mm-hmm. Would you? Okay, I always wonder because like I, I haven't done porn, um, but I definitely post like you know, pretty semi-nudes, and I mm-hmm. write erotica as well, which nice. is obviously to for people to masturbate to and get off to, um, and I like having, like, an open and sexy, you know, online persona and stuff like that. Would you consider that being a pornographer? Um, yeah, for sure. Like, any sort of media, whether you're, you know, in front of a camera starring or you, you know, you do a podcast, you create any sort of media or artwork, anything that pertains to... I guess sex work in general, I would say, is a pornographer because, in essence, you are creating some form of pornographic material. Yeah, because I've done audio erotica as well, mm-hmm. so yeah. that would erotica, you know, uh, uh, text or, or or voice or phone sex, any of that. I think that would fall into Yay! the category. Yeah, <laughs> there you go. you're my people. Yeah, of course. <laughs> so I'm wondering, how did you? get started kind of in sex and sexuality so industry. for me personally I've always been a very hypersexual person mm-hmm. I guess you could say since I was like a kid you know right right as puberty was hitting um, but in terms of entering pornography I kind of fell into it by accident to be honest like mm-hmm. no joke I was in my dorm room one night at, at university and I was like really drunk and I was like <laughs> like super late at night and I was like what happens if I type Toronto porn into Google mm-hmm. And then uh, this outfit came up, a local uh, porn website, and I was like, oh, man, I was like, there's no way. I'm just going to, like, so I said, fuck it, and decided to apply, and mm-hmm. I sent them some of my Facebook photos, and then uh-huh. they, like, hit me up with an email. They're like, yeah, we like we like your photos. Can we call you? We called. We interviewed a coffee date, and they're like, yeah, cool. We'll shoot. And then well, a couple months later. What was the interview like? What did they um, ask you, or what? Very informal, just why do you want to do it, you know, um, just anything in terms of uh, what do you want to get out of it, you know, who do you want? 
want to film with. What'd you say? Did you even know at that point? I didn't know. I like I'm I'm still learning to this day. I'm still you know networking and learning how the game works. But back then I was just kind of like, yeah, cool. Whoever is available, sure, let's do it. I'm open. You know, I'm, I've always tried to live with a very open mind towards you know anything sexual related and that kind of nature. So I said, okay, let's whatever you want, let's do it. <laughs> I'm yours. Exactly right. Take me. <laughs> <laughs> Take it. Yeah. And then you shot it. Yeah, so was, I shot it. And what then, happened there? What was that like? So we met up at their, I guess, videographer, photographer, however you want to label it, their up their uh, their apartment, and um, met up with the talent, and everything was ready to go. They had their bed, and we just shot the thing. You know, it's like in an apartment, in a bedroom. Yeah, like in and out, real quick, basically. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> so, old in and out. Yeah, well. Beforehand, we discussed, you know, obviously, like, what can we do? Because I'm limited in terms of positioning and what I can and can't do. Yeah. And, uh... Which is something we didn't even mention yet. Yeah, exactly. Which, when you're done your story, let's, Absolutely. let's please and get into that. It was even it was even crazier, too, because the talent, they were on their period or something last minute. So we were like, okay, sick. Work around awesome. this. Yeah, yeah, I mean, slap a rubber on it. We're good to go. I don't mind, you know? Yeah. Let's, don't good. mind the old period yeah, sex. no, it's good. <laughs> Why not? Um, we, you very quickly brought it up you're a disabled person yeah i do yeah, yeah i have uh cerebral palsy yeah yeah so CP, that cp in the house i know what, I, what? Know, I know and it's funny because a lot of people you know they want to sort of um advertise it as you know their identity but to me over the years it's just kind of been a burden to be really? honest yeah so basically i was in and out of a wheelchair until i was like 13 12 or 13 and over the years i've had a number of corrective surgeries and you know back in the day when I was a kid like I wasn't even mobile you know wow. I couldn't I couldn't walk at all but thankfully uh bless the magic of orthopedic surgery here we are fully mobile you know walking yeah I guess I guess you, I'm what they call in, in the in the medical field uh, I'm passing so you know I'm, I'm still mobile and I still appear in a way able-bodied but you know still reap the the benefits and uh, drawbacks of the disabled community so yeah, yeah I have a, nie- my, a niece well niece cousin no she's niece mm. kind of a niece what's the like a, a cousin's daughter that's not a niece cousin, no 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 cousin's <laughs> daughter no I don't know, I don't know. <laughs> someone in my family has CP yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, okay they do too oh, yeah yeah dope. and she's like um 11 I feel like mm. she's got a little walker yeah she's fucking so cute yeah and I just love her um and it's very interesting to see her kind of approaching puberty and kind of seeing herself, you know, in, in how she sees herself and her sexuality. Like, mm-hmm. we were at the cottage a little while ago, and, like, she put on a bikini for the first time, okay. and she was feeling herself. Yeah, you could tell. That mirror, yeah, you know, yeah. And snapping she, some selfies. Oh, yeah, and she was like, take my picture. Take my picture by yeah. the flowers. Take my picture by the thing. Oh, like, yeah. <laughs> it was yeah, really... great when they're... Yeah, I mean, in terms, like, even at that age, too, I was kind of figuring things out, even though I was, like, 9, 10, maybe 11, like, I knew what was going on. Like, <laughs> you knew what I'd was flip up. on, I'd get up early, like, in the morning when my mom was still asleep, and I'd flip on the pay-per-view channels, and there would be, like, ads for, like, Naked News and the Playboy Network, and I'm like, titties? What are what those? What is this? Yeah, you know, it's like, I'm too young to understand, but I just know for some reason that I'm interested in this. Like, what is that? <laughs> yeah, I can't yeah. pull myself away. No, and, and though that was, in, you know, like, like her, that was totally me, too. I started it off you know 
wheelchair fully, then walker, a little bit of mobility, more surgery, you know, back, back to walker chair, again. Yeah. yeah. And then the chair full time and then to only part time using it for distance. And now I'm just completely mobile, you know, fuck it. Because as I got older, I realized, you know, straight up, I was like, you know what, like, I'm not going to get laid if I'm trapped in this thing. Like, fuck the chair. I just want to be able to get mobile so I can, you know. Was that honestly a motivator? It was one of, of, <laughs> of a few, of a few, but it was definitely up there. And so basically, exactly. So I basically, you know, took the advice of all my surgeons and physical therapists. And uh, I said, you know what, like, I've lived this life for so many years I don't like it. And once I got that taste of freedom where I didn't have to use a chair anymore, I worked as hard as I could so that to stay there so I wouldn't ever go backwards. And to that day, I still follow that mentality. Yeah. Do you do physiotherapy? I should, but I don't. (laughs) And I regret it now. And, you know, my therapists, they're like, you need to do this. You know, when you're older, you'll look back and be like, fuck, I should have, you know, I should have, you know, taken this a little more seriously. But um, I regret it because now my like thighs and like the my groin muscles are Tightening. get really tight and that really fucks me up for certain positions and <laughs> yeah, I'm, I'm realizing it now as I get older it's it's kind of a drawback now yeah. and I should have maybe spent some more time on that but is it kind of a never too late to start thing that you could just yeah I mean even to this day like I want to still get more surgery but really yeah it's funny how the system works because when you're a kid there's all these you know specialists and therapists you can go to for these kind of you know you know physical uh, physical drawbacks but the second you turn 18 and you hit the uh, the adult system mm-hmm. there's no one there are no specialists and it's incredibly hard to seek uh, that that surgical intervention it's very hard to find doctors uh, at least in Canada from what I know of so my specialist who I was seeing at sick kids i can't access him anymore and it really sucks because he was like one of the best in north america fuck. and he did my last my last procedure and it's like fuck i'm yeah it's like damn drawback i mean there's someone out there but it'll just take time and because how many resources like even just talking about sex and disability how many resources out there for in, in terms of disability like none nothing unless you're no unless you're a coach or a mentor or a speaker there's and you can find someone who lives a similar lifestyle that you do there is none there's no talk, talk about disability and, and sex none yeah because like you can i i was an avid listener of the D- deliciously disabled mm, podcast, yeah, podcast andrew. by andrew Gerza, yeah. yeah and he would always he would hate that he couldn't really have the conversation even with his physiotherapist that he would mm-hmm. see every other day or every week so or they want to keep it like hella professional yeah. And, yeah so he can't say like i want to move my body this way like i want to be able to thrust in this way like because mm-hmm. it's really important to him but low-key it's just so i can get my dick deeper you know? yeah, yeah yeah but like that's not a conversation you can have mm, with no. them no and as you know professionals in the sense and working with the body you would assume that you can have those conversations but it's yeah. not you know it's all up to the discretion and the personality of the therapist right right so if you're with somebody that's super conservative that's just off limits fucking forget it yeah which sucks because it's body sex is body stuff (laughs) like sexual health so if anyone's specializing in that field you know here's your here's your niche look into that (laughs) totally uh when you were kind of a young person like before you became a pornographer what was like sex and dating like for you or even like friendships like self-image with your disability well uh friendship i was blessed i always had uh and to this day i still have a few very concrete friend circles um i never felt outcasted growing up you know i knew you know what my interests were and uh, i always had friends who supported me and who helped me if i had any physical limitations that i couldn't do by myself um and in terms of dating uh 
I grew up in one of those like shithole small hometowns <laughs> that really nothing happens, nothing goes on. And really in high school, there weren't a lot of females that, you know, piqued my interest. Oh, really? Yeah, no. Okay. So I resorted way back in the day before we had Tinder and Bumble and all those fun apps or Grinder or whatever you use. So I resorted to uh, these sites like Plenty of Fish. <laughs> and so I. U.S. Oh, God. Oh. Nightmares, nightmares. I, I hate reliving those days. Anyway, so I remember there was this one one girl, and I made her travel by Greyhound to come two hours from like all the way out of town past Toronto to come to my small ass city just to like fuck. And she did it a couple times before we just kind of lost lost contact. Uh-huh. But I was like, holy hell! Like, I, I, you know, you find someone and they travel all that way. Like, this is crazy. Hold and, out of that. Yeah, and so online dating and like hookup culture after that. Like, once I found the internet, I was kind of hooked. I was like, nice. <laughs> and it's all downhill from there. So no. Oh no! <laughs> no. I hope not. No, no, to be honest, though, like, I've lost count. Like, I don't even know what my number is anymore. Yeah, that's amazing. Oh, I know. And it's, it, I know, that's what I say. It's like, I look back to photos of me in the chair, and it's like, fuck, like, I've come pretty far, you know? Yeah. It's, you know, I, I never thought that, you know, the shit that I'm doing now would even be possible, you know? It yeah. was never even a thought in the back of my mind when I was, you know, jerking off to Pornhub or whatever when I was, like, yep. 14, 15, 16. Yeah. And here we are. It's crazy how shit works. <laughs> and here we are. Uh, did you ever, oh, I'm sure you did, did you find limitations with, like, dating, hookup culture? Yeah, always. So, honestly, today, I would say on average, um, six out of every ten dates I go on result in sex on the first date. That's a pretty probably. good percentage. Yeah, for a guy, yeah, I think so. I'd, I'd hope so. But, I've, I don't know. Yeah, obviously, like, people are curious and they want to ask questions. Yeah. Um, but I've kind of developed my own system um, over the years to where I know how I approach and bring up the topic of my disability uh, and present it to girls who I, I meet online or who I'm, I'm uh, you know, seeing for the first time. So I won't write like straight up, be like, hi, I have cerebral palsy and this is the deal because I don't want to, you know, scare anyone away. And is it on your profile? No, 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 no. I don't advertise it. I'm very uh, like meticulous with how I present my photos and angles I use and quality and, and that sort of thing. So I'll just be like in conversation if I if, if I'm able to bring it up. It's like oh yeah, by the way, I have knee problems, and I don't really go any further than that because I don't want them to think oh god, there's some crazy disease going on here. You know, I don't want to I don't want to give people any sort of weird weird ideas. And then so let's say I arrange a date with them. It's usually like the you know the typical same date we all go on. You know, mm-hmm. coffee, drinks, food, dinner. Mm-hmm. So I'll arrive to the bar 15 to 20 minutes before we're supposed to meet up, so they don't see me so walking you're sitting? in. Exactly. So we're able to set up and get a few drinks into us and initiate conversation and kind of get along and kind of feel each other out during the date. Man, before. this is a real process. Yeah, and then I'll be like, oh, it's sick. You know, do I order the Uber now? Okay, quick, let's go. So we only have to walk a couple feet so they don't notice. <laughs> and I'll be like, you go first. And, you know, he goes through the door. Thank you. So okay. you, you're really orienting everything yeah. around you. Yeah, I yeah. know. And it took a lot of practice and a lot of figuring out to get there. But, I mean, yeah, you know, I'm not going to let it let my leg stop me from, you know, no. from booty, you know? From booty. <laughs> Give him a tail. so i'm wondering about being a disabled person who's a sex worker Mm -hmm. like i you have similar experiences where you're where you're running into walls essentially like Uh, aside aside from falling into walls (laughs) (laughs) yeah (laughs) yeah so even that first shoot of those people that approached you Mm -hmm. 
were they aware you had cerebral palsy? Would, yeah, would, like that was like the whole that, point is to find yeah. like alternative or however, not, not, I don't know if that's exactly the right phrasing, but uh, people Differently who are, abled yeah, or who, people who are underrepresented, you know, or marginalized and who aren't uh, presented in, you know, regular mainstream pornographic uh, material. So I think that was the approach. And I was like, hi, I think I fall under that category, you know, and they're like, okay, we'll shoot you. Yeah. And then it's crazy how that all worked out because shortly after uh, I, I knew a guy who was at my university uh, studying journalism and he was an intern at Vice and he nice. heard about it and he hit me up and I was like, well, fuck, look, if I'm getting the attention of like mainstream media like Vice <sighs> and other bodies, then I think I have a marketing niche here. I should just take this and run with it. And that was the game ever since. Yeah. yeah. Oh, man, that's amazing. Because... It's true that there's, I mean, I, you hope that there's a desire for people to see like different bodies in porn and mm -hmm. because even media representation, like mainstream media representation, re representation of disabled people is like, like, do you, did you ever see yourself in media? Um, no, I definitely believe it's the type of conversation that everyone needs to have. And I think, you know, we were even seeing, you know, TV seasons come out that represent people who are disabled and we're seeing this more and more just over the last few years, you know, disability being represented in the media. And I think that's super important and a super awesome thing to see. Do you ever see like a character, a disabled character in a movie or a show or whatever, like have a romantic storyline or a sexy storyline? I don't know. I still think the whole storyline of having your dad be a fucking like meth dealer and breaking bad and having a having a, a kid who's disabled i think that's pretty dope that, that was a pretty that's cool right. take on that but in terms it. of uh like romantic dramas or tv series uh, i don't think there was one there was a movie that recently came out like a year or two ago i can't remember the name but it was with a disabled guy but i think in the end he didn't end up getting the girl and she wouldn't fuck him and it was like a big pity pull <gasps> Yeah, what's that terrible movie that was out about the guy that got in an accident and then fucking... That might have been it. I don't remember the name, but I think I know. Oh, and people were saying how it was insanely ableist. Yeah. Like, the dude... I don't even know. I didn't see it, so I can't speak on yeah. it. But I know, like, people were fucking protesting that mm -hmm. movie mm -hmm. just because the untrue representation of, like, yeah. the disabled experience. Yeah. Especially where, like, love and sex and relationships was concerned. Yeah. And I mean, like, I've always tried to live my life as able-bodied as possible, you know, both physically and with the mindset, you know, I just, like I say, to me, it's just my disability, it's just a burden, I just wake up every day and I'm just like, oh, I see a pretty girl, yeah, like, across the bar there, should I walk, oh, fuck, no, wait, my legs don't work, no, I don't want to make that first impression to kind of, you know, turn people away, but, you know, joke's on them, because I know where the G-spot is and I know how to find it, so whatever, it's their loss, fuck it, you know? Her <laughs> loss. I got a magic dick, so whatever. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, because did you, did you, prior to yourself being in porn, did you ever see any disabled people in porn? Did you ever seek out disabled porn? <laughs> no, I was always into, like, when I was a kid, like, the hardcore lesbian ass play videos. I, oh, I fucking, <laughs> that's one of yeah, my jams. Yeah, like, do you remember, like, uh, I was always on shit that, I loved shit that Vivid, 
was always put out and there was yep. like sites like twisties and uh bang bus and yep. all those classics right but no i never seeked out exclusively like disabled themed pornography yeah. you know unless you're watching a, a website like fake doctor fake hospital and it's like oh someone broke their leg this and person in a chair. is sick and they're oh, no. gonna get better do you need help get in my van like <laughs> get in my van. here's three hundred dollars no but that's about as far as i as I, as I took it. Yeah, because uh, do you, like, do people even know that porn exists with disabled people as actors? Like, and that's why like I'm here. Yeah, like, like, I feel like they don't. I don't, I feel like that's so not mainstream at yeah. all. And I still feel that I face roadblocks because it's like, oh yeah, if it's a girl and, you know, there's something a little off about her, that's cool. I mean, it's the girl. That's the center of, of why we're watching this porno. But if it's a guy, everyone kind of like shifts eyebrows and they're like, wait a minute. What is this? So I do sometimes still kind of get, you know, slammed for that just because I'm like the skinny ass white boy, you know, <laughs> you know, just because I'm the guy. But whatever. It's cool. That's that's interesting. You're saying about gender, though. Um, I talked to Stella Palakarova mm. at one point, um, and I think one of her thesis was on like um, specifically like the female experience mm. while being dis- while being disabled, like and where dating is concerned, where yeah. it was more it was almost like more acceptable for an able bodied male. Or, no, the opposite. It was more acceptable for an able-bodied female to be with a disabled male. Really? Because she ha- is, like... The mothering mother- type? Yeah, the yeah. mothering type. Yeah, where yeah. if it was reversed, Stella's experience was always that it was far less likely that an able-bodied male would be with a disabled female. Yeah, I yeah. to me it's always been, like, there's no way like the that caregiver the type able-bodied type. female would want the disabled male. Because, you know, if he can't, you know bench press or deadlift x amount of weight and if he's not swole and built then why the fuck would she want him you know what i mean yeah it's a shitty view on masculinity yeah and that's always in the back of my mind when it comes to dating it's like you could have anyone else who has fully functioning legs like why are you with me like you know this is the third date we're going on am i on an episode of punked like (laughs) is ashton kutcher gonna jump out from behind the door and be like nah this is all a setup sorry you know do you think that that's in there uh, like in the back here yeah i'm always i'm always nervous you know like the second i get up and we walk back to my apartment after the date to smash i'm just like uh she gonna like suddenly change her mind and be like i gotta go the uber's here You know, <laughs> like that's yeah. So that always lingers. That's always there. That's always a thought. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But untrue, obviously, because you get um, a shit ton of yeah, pussy. <laughs> yeah, it's, I know. I you know what's funny? Like even to, even you know now I like wake up every morning and stare at the ceiling and ask myself like, why why does this happen? Am I just blessed or like what is? Mm-hmm. You know, it's crazy to think because I never thought that I'd ever you know really get laid. To be honest, as much now, as you are, yeah, yeah, I know, I, I know, it's or such at a all, trip. yeah, exactly, at all. And you know what? I just, I think that you know, even my friends ask me, they're like, "How the fuck do you do? How do you do it, lucky <laughs> motherfucker? How does your disabled ass?" And I'm just like, I don't know, man. Like, I wish I had a textbook or a manual that I could give you to say, "Here are the steps that I follow." But you, could, I don't. you should fucking write a book. You should. Yeah, you, you know, should write a book my on e-book. it. Yeah, I don't. Yeah, I know. Um, I'm but, not kidding. You yeah. should write a book. But honestly, what I've found is that it's, I think it's like a 50-50 thing where, you know, obviously, you know, this applies to everyone, I think. It's like 50% attraction and aesthetic and 50% personality. And I think that what I lack in the aesthetics game is I make up for it with like sense of humor and conversation and, and those. And that's what sort of is the draw. And, and also, you know, it doesn't help to make sure you have like really good photos. That's what I've always tried to emphasize. You know, know your angles, take good photos, you know, call up your friend who owns a Canon camera, be like, man, I need some, I need some new data. Okay, Cupid profile photos. Let's go. Like, 
you know, so that's because within like the first, that gets your foot in the door. Yeah, within right? the first four or six seconds, you know, they gotta you gotta make sure you have good photos. So when they're swiping through, <laughs> they're like, oh, okay, who's this? You know, what what catches their eye first? And then you go from there about you know building, you know, figuring out whose personalities click with you and what your type is and all that thing. Yeah, from following your Instagram, you've got you've got the selfie yeah, game down. Yeah, you've you figured it you. out. You Thank have you. the formula figured yeah. out. And I still can't believe they keep the photos of my dick hanging out of my underwear on there. I can't believe they haven't taken those down yet. <laughs> Yeah. They're showing up on Google now. I got to work on that. I got to take those down, you know? <laughs> yeah, because that's the thing. Like, anybody can screen cap that, right? Yeah. And just uh, do whatever. I'm, I'm in too deep now. It's, yeah, totally. Yeah. yeah. Totally I, nothing. Yeah, I think of the same with me. Like, I wouldn't post a photo that I'm not, what that I don't feel sexy in. Like, I don't care if it's like, mm-hmm. it shows my nipple or it shows whatever the yeah, fuck. It's yeah. it's like, do I, suspend, do I like that photo? Yeah, if they suspend my account for a month, whatever, who cares? Whatever. You know, worth it. <laughs> Has that happened to you? Uh, I've gotten a few takedown warnings, but I've never had a full <laughs> suspension yet on any of my accounts. We're getting there, though. We're like... You're pushing it. Our teeth, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay, let's take a really quick break. Um, we're going to uh, hear a couple words from the folks at Come As You Are, uh, which nice. is an amazing shop. Please check them out online. Um, and I love them, and they love me. I'm just going to go and assume that they do. <laughs> um, and we'll be right back with Daniel James. This episode has been brought to you by the worker owners of Come As You Are. Come As You Are has the peculiar distinction of being the world's only worker-owned cooperative sex shop. With feminist and anti-capitalist values, Come As You Are only carries sexuality products that they truly believe in at the lowest price possible. Enter coupon code BEDPOST when you check out at comeasyouare.com to receive a 15% discount. And don't forget that shipping on orders over $50 is free in Canada. That's B-E-D-P-O-S-T when you visit comeasyouare.com. Hi, everyone. Welcome back to the Bidpost Podcast. You're here with Aaron Pym, and uh, your your online persona is Ratchet Boy. Yeah, Daniel uh, James, Ratchet Boy. Daniel James, Ratchet Boy. Yeah. Hi. Uh, hello, hello. Good? <laughs> How was your break? Right. Very good. Very insightful. <laughs> Why? <laughs> The glass of water was uh, super telling. Yeah, very refreshing. Very. Yeah. <laughs> hey, so, okay, so you're a cam model as well. Do you call it cam model? Camer? Yeah, cam, cam, cam guy? Cam model, webcam model. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. yeah. What's the deal with that? So I'm uh, over at cam4.com. You can mm-hmm. find me at uh, cam4.com slash Daniel James X. Mm-hmm. And it's sort of funny how I fell into that. I was actually uh, at a shoot with a friend of mine who's been doing gay porn for close to 10 years all over North America. Mm-hmm. Uh, shout out to Ryan Russell. Really good <laughs> yeah. And so, well, he was there. The Cam 4 crew was there. We were just messing around, just having fun, taking photos. It wasn't anything too, like, super serious. And then uh, I met the Cam 4 crew who came down. They did an interview with us. Then they hit me up online. They're like, yo, like, you want to join? And, uh, you know, we're... We're a Canadian outfit. We're pretty local, and you know we want to like include you in our some of our advertising campaigns. And so they would write a couple pieces about me, and uh, they featured me a few times on their site. And um, the way they just interact online through their Twitter and their website, they're really big on promoting uh, the performers, and in that sense, so and they're Canadian, so that's why I Perfect. was like, "Fuck yeah, I'll join! I'll join the Cam Four family!" And uh-huh. uh, I've just recently gotten into that. So I'm learning the ropes about, you know, the lighting you have to buy and the upgraded camera, webcam equipment and, you know, the best times to go on and how to interact. 
but I How love it. How to get the most bang for your buck. Yeah, and I love it because it's an opportunity to interact directly with fans, right? And um, I just love it because Cam4 is so supportive in, you know, tweeting and promoting the model so it works and I can ask them any questions I have. I can ask one of their cam uh, promoters and uh, performers if I have a question about anything and they're super helpful in that regard. And I love the the webcam modeling because I find now as internet porn evolves, you know, back when we started out with it on VHS and magazine to DVDs DVD, to internet tube sites and now, you know, uh, Consumers of porn are like, no, I need something else. You know, it's I not good more. enough. It's like, I need better drugs. It's like, yeah. so with, with cam modeling over the years, it's great because you can fulfill any sort of fucked up, twisted fantasy or fetish or do anything with your asshole that they want to see. <laughs> then and there, they just have to tip you and they can, it's great because it creates a more of a personal experience. And you can do it from the comfort of your own home with no one else around, which is so much better than having to do, you know, uh, crazy porno with like five film people in the room and like three other people you got to work with. So it's great. I love every aspect of it. Yeah. So people can actually chat to you and request shit. Exactly. You know, friend yeah. me and follow me and add me and buy photo sets and videos, all of that fun jazz. Yeah. Because yeah. did you do a live performance at oasis recently i did from oasis yeah, yeah. through their uh sword play sword play by by curious queer night yeah. yeah yeah i just got up on stage for a couple hours and just you know fucked around yeah and it's it's funny because um what i also love now what i've assembled is a team of personal friends who help me with all the videography and the cam work nice. and uh you know photography and so, you know, they're all friends from university who major in media production and photography. Fucking perfect. So now I love it. So they're, they're so it great. It looks really good. Yeah, I know. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah. I mean, shout out to fucking Kevin and Cameron, but they're great sports. You know, my, my guys, my friends, and they have to put up with seeing my penis, but they've <laughs> seen it enough already that they're kind of used to it. So it's great. So coming uh, this fall, I'm going to be releasing a set of videos straight up on many vids. Mm -hmm. And uh, it's going to be a bunch of solo jerk off and boy girl content. And I'm, I'm happy to announce that I'm finally going to be putting that out after trial and error of researching the game for the past year. And it's just been, um, you know. Why? What happened there? What was the uh, holdup? Uh, it's just been a delay of figuring out that, you know, if you want to shoot with people, you have to get proper paperwork and mm. go through the proper legal proceedings. And I didn't know that you had to do any of that. So interesting. I didn't setup. either. Yeah. So I've incorporated with the government and I'm, you know, I have to set up and file for all this crazy numbers and, and, uh, incorporations and they want your taxes. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. So if you want to do it right, this is, you know, if you want to film with other people, I like to play and make sure everything's super legal and super professional. And I try to be transparent with everyone I shoot with. Mm -hmm. So that's how it works. And so I operate, I try to be fair and operate on a, um, content trade plus pay basis. Cause normally it's like you show up to a big major studio and they'll give you like X number of dollars and be like, thanks. We own the content. See you later. Or it's a content trade where no one gets paid up front and everyone just creates the content and they each get a copy of the video or the, or the photos you've taken for them to sell on their own platform. So oh, okay. I try to offer both, you know, cause I'm not a giant studio producing crazy quality content. So I just want to be fair and be like, come out, have some money. And if you like the content, by the end of the shooting time then you can have a copy of it to sell and do what you want with it so give them both exactly yeah give that's them an option. that's generous and great yeah i yeah. feel like 
so are you just shooting this like in your own studio home um, bedroom? I've been lucky because I've had friends who have like lending out their apartments to me to shoot. You know, they <laughs> they're swanky. The yeah, they swanky let me, yeah, they yeah. let me shoot in their condo for two or three hours. Nice. Because realistically, now honestly, unless you own the website or you own the content, you're not making. You're not any making money. money. Yeah, so, porn stars are not making. I know no, you, you're not a what, huge fan of that term, porn stars, but yeah. Um, pornographers and porn actors they're not yeah like a lot of people on the side will go onto their twitter or their website and like not only are they like selling video clips online and doing webcam but they're also escorting or selling merchandise so everyone has a side hustle aside from just the videos and the photos to make extra money you know? yeah because porn is so people don't pay for porn yeah it's so saturated now. nobody the pays for sites, porn yeah yeah, so it, we're just trying to find alternative ways to make money. Uh, yeah, and I think that's why the cam sites are so great. And I have a I have a pay site right now where people can just find you know past photos and jerk off clips that I've uh, I've put out, and you can find that the same as my Twitter and Instagram handle. That's at onlyfans.com/ratchetboy, spelled mm-hmm. B-zero Y. <laughs> and so I have all of that there, and many vids is my next step because originally I was just gonna make my own site off like a WordPress template, but then I thought no, no, get it done. And then like I was gonna use up. a Model Central site, but then I realized because all of the uh, payment processing is there for you, but I thought you know it's gonna be really hard to drive traffic to a uh, to a new website, so I thought fuck it, I'll just join the you know join the crew and throw it all up on many vids where the traffic's already there and they can search me easily so yeah and also on top of that um on in uh, in addition to selling on many vids i've uh after the uh toronto porn awards that just recently passed uh, which used to be the feminist porn yeah exactly exactly uh my photographer introduced me uh just briefly to a very prominent uh porn star that everyone knows uh, especially in the queer space mm-hmm. and we're talking back and forth over email right now the last couple months about uh, allowing me to distribute and sell on their uh, alternative video platform which is really dope they've got some really big names on there but I won't say exactly but I mean their first name uh, rhymes with uh, whiz and last name rhymes with glee P. yeah so <laughs> that together so that's really exciting so that's my next marketing plan oh man yeah that's epic it's all about the i call it the independent hustle you know non-stop yeah non-stop right it's a full-time job like just to do all the background stuff i'm constantly you know calling up emailing and it's funny like the week that you hit me up i was about to hit you up too because i saw your stuff on instagram i was like oh it's like hi but you got to me first so it works out (laughs) perfect yeah yeah but you gotta grind man it's such a saturated market and everyone's trying to make a buck so you gotta do what you can right hustle hard when people are taking their off days grind it's all about the grind yeah, it's 24 yeah. 7 it's like because do you have another job yeah i do you know i go to school and then i do yes part-time you're stuff. the fucking student yeah, yeah i know i gotta do it all man i yeah. find that in life i gotta keep myself busy either doing something uh you know go to school or work or otherwise i just feel like a deadbeat i have to keep myself busy i'm the same way yeah, yeah, yeah exactly yeah. Yeah. yeah um i feel like like the way to go about it like we, we have all these personal platforms where you can connect and follow individual people that's totally the way to go to Mm -hmm. like promote yourself as Mm -hmm. like an individual that people can follow and get in touch with and contact and some people you know they just you know some people have like an ego thing about it or they won't necessarily contact you know even with music like i love it when you want to like contact an artist or someone you really like to follow and they message you back and they hit you back yeah and that's that's how we're making our money right it's all about the fans so even if someone tips me five dollars like one day like i'm still appreciative of it because it's like yeah like they they recognize me and they support my hustle yeah so i try to always be open and if anyone wants to slide into the dms and hit me up i'll answer any questions they have you know i take time to acknowledge people's comments always 
I feel like that's a big, that takes a lot of time and energy too, but it's worth it, I feel like. Yeah, of yeah. course, of course. And I try to be, you know, super personal with it. You know, some people, they like to, you know, create this crazy character or put on a facade or this different persona than they are in real life and make it a big deal. Yeah, like their but, drag persona. Yeah, like, they, like, like not even. Or then they develop, like, they go off on ego trips and stuff. But I just try to keep it, you know, just be chill with people. I'm just the same person just with a name change. I'm not trying to, you know pull the fucking wool over anyone's eyes i'm just me at the yeah. end of the day i don't try to do anything different yeah even when you are like acting in a film or whatever mm-hmm. like are you are you putting on like this sex bomb and persona n- yeah no not that do you amp it up a bit not, or like not really no like my plan have... my plan for my boy girl content is just going to be strictly amateur just because you know it's easier to edit and film and you know that's just what i enjoyed watching when i grew up i never really liked watching like full production like HD, you know, studio porn. I always loved the amateur stuff because it was real. Mm-hmm. And that's what I want to do. I don't want to exaggerate anything. I don't want anyone to, like, fucking, you know, cause a noise complaint to the neighbors because they're <laughs> putting on some fake orgasm. Like, I want to keep it all, you know, organic. Yeah. Do you do stuff like have real pleasure, real orgasms? Like, like I, I know in porn there's a lot of there's a lot yeah. of performing and, going on. Yeah, and a lot of faking and stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, I don't expect that from anyone. I just have fun doing it, you know. And it's it's going to be trial and error with me for the first little while because it's going to be you know oh like does this angle what angle looks best should we shoot my penis in your mouth again with or without the light what looks better <laughs> i'll ask my friends over at the camera i'm like what do you think we should do should we reshoot that scene and so it's a bit of a stop and start yeah like i'm still <laughs> buying equipment right now but i've it, that's why it's been such a fucking delay for me to get like videos out for like the last year everyone's been asking me like when are we gonna see new stuff and it was just a lot of networking and i'm glad i took the time to do it properly it was just a lot of networking and i met a lot of really good people who are going to be able to help me with their resources mm-hmm. and i know the the equipment to buy and we're going to do it all all properly legit we're gonna hit the ground running that's amazing come this fall yeah you want it to be perfect exactly yeah you want to don't want to put off kind of half-ass content no no. but i mean you want your full ass in the content yeah full ass all full titty everything you know know, hopefully i mean it it really won't take a lot to get all my dick in there but i mean like uh yeah hopefully and then just enjoying my personal life and my hookup hookup life uh outside of porn too yeah i'm wondering how do you feel about the actual experience of filming? Like, do you do you have an exhibitionist uh, thing going on where you, you know what I mean? Yeah. Or do you feel self conscious ever in front of the um, cameras or? No, I mean you... like there are some things that I do maybe before. Like, how does it feel to shoot a porn essentially for you? Um, well, for me, just like everything else in life, I've always been you know very business minded. So I just treat it like a business. I try to you know I make sure everything's done professionally. I want everyone to feel comfortable. I want everyone to have their limits acknowledged. So if there's something like if they're like no, I don't want come on my face, then that's totally chill. We don't have to do that. Or if they're not into anal and butt stuff, that's cool. We don't have to do that. Like you just tell me what you're comfortable with, and then we'll work from there. So you're like just to- in the zone, in the business minded yeah, zone. Yeah, you know, let's get it. Let's, let's do this and let's uh you know if you got to take a break or we need you need help or we got to you know adjust something then we'll so you're like producing you're producing the whole time yeah 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 like it's not you're just acting the porn yeah, i think you're, they call it they call it being a, a porn entrepreneur i think is the term <laughs> perfect yeah <laughs> yeah yeah and generally are the people you shoot with are having a good time they yeah, what's so, their experience with you 
Yeah, no, it's the, all the same, really. I mean, I'm shooting uh, my goal now. I've, I've been doing a lot of solo stuff, so my goal is going to be doing a uh, boy-girl. I also do uh, occasionally with guys, uh, you know, not not together sex, but, like, we'll film, like, just for fun. We'll get together, you know, have... have Mutual yeah, masturbation. We'll, yeah, exactly, you know, just, just or just ourselves. We'll do jerk-off videos, and I plan on filming other people, you know, couples, you know, queer or, you know, gay or whatever, guys, girls, you know, if they have a partner or someone, they're like, yo, I want to film. I just don't have the resources. Well, okay. Hey, cool, no problem. I'll I shoot do. You. Yeah. <laughs> I've got my team. We'll roll through. Yeah, yeah. I've got the lighting. I've exactly. got the cameras. Yeah, yeah. We're good. What are your like favorite things to do in a porn or in a cam uh, being filmed as a cam person? Favorite things to do? Yeah. Um, I and, would... and does it sort of just tell you five questions at once? And does it relate to like what you like to see when you're watching porn? Yeah, of course. So anything I do on camera, I try to mimic as close to my own personal sex life as possible. So like, here's the thing: I'm not super into like uh, a million people watching me as I fuck. I'm not really. I'm not. I enjoy being an exhibitionist a little bit, but it's not entirely my thing. Like, I'm not into the whole leather rubber thing. Like, I just, you know, it's like, hey, that's a nice looking booty. Let's, uh, Let's you know, fuck. I'm pretty, I'm pretty traditional in that sense, you know. Like, mm-hmm. Yeah. This is not getting too kinky. No, 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 no. Not, I mean, like, yeah, sure. Like, if you want to get choked and slapped around and you want to break out the restraints, that's totally like, cool. Who doesn't like that? Right. Exactly. So that's 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 chill. I'll do that. Yeah. But uh, I don't really do. So it's very catered to like your own. T- tastes yeah or whatever the taste or preference is like uh, yeah there's a person of mine they're a dom who i might be shooting with and i think it'd be cool to like maybe just tie me up because i haven't done that before get the rope out Mm -hmm. and then maybe do some knife play yes oh i was talking to um on a podcast orpheus black who's like a kink um guru Mm. essentially and he was talking a lot about like fire play and knife play and i was like damn that's cool yeah and i was like that too i'm like damn that is some edgy stuff and he's like not really. <laughs> I'm like, your life. What is your life? Like, I'm too vanilla for this. <laughs> I know. Um, and yeah, knife play is cool. Like, he, he kind of was saying that he uses it as a tool to, like, almost like a meditative tool um, to get the person out of their head. Like, to get them to clear yeah. the mind and stop thinking. Because when there's a blade on your skin, it's like all of your attention yes, and thoughts and focus on that. Yeah. is going to that blade on your yeah. skin. So you're, it's kind of a way he uses it as a tool to like have the person clear their mind and be very present mm-hmm. in the moment. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I think that really translates to just, uh, like another form of sexual release or, uh, you know, it's like, I guess people just get off on it because of the whole pain fear factor. Some people find that arousing. Yeah. That, and that was what I assumed knife play was about, mm-hmm. but he's like, I don't use the fear element at all. And I'm like, I would use it in role play. And there's mm-hmm. like a fucking, I don't know, a robber. I've been, or a... I've been at, I've been at like sex parties in people's apartments where people break out like saline and needles and basically they just shoot it through your entire bloodstream and it's incredibly painful but apparently some people enjoy it sexually some people like it not for me but that's totally cool if you enjoy it yeah i would say that would be for me knife play i'd be willing to try but a needle i feel like most people are just keep my veins out of that i know just get the willies at the side of a needle and that's the thing too i'm I'm so scared to get my first tattoo still like i know everyone hits me up they're like you look like the type who should have tattoos i'm like i know soon yeah. <laughs> I will. Yeah. Yeah, for me, I'm like too much of a perfectionist and like, and I don't know, like an A type to ever actually choose 
an image that I want. Like, I just, uh, I could never choose with 100% certainty yeah, And the problem for me is that, like, all I my, love tattoo culture. Yeah, exactly. And the problem for me is that, like, all my favorite artists who I would want to do uh, my work mm-hmm. don't live in North America. It's, like, um. the UK. It's, like, well, well shit out of luck. But for a tattoo... Yeah, I'll just have to find someone who's equally, like, who can mimic their style or something yeah. locally. Or fly there. Like, I mean, it's a tattoo. Yeah, you're you got to spend money on yeah. it, and it's going to be there forever. Yeah. Like, take... Fly there. Yeah, I know. If you and, really and, want and speaking of, while well, it's on my mind, it's funny because I recently had people out in like the Vegas porn industry, not huge names, just people starting out. But like, I had a girl recently slide into my DMs on Twitter and they're like, Yo, do you ever fly out to Vegas? You're cute. You kind of look like my type. Should we shoot? So I'm just waiting yes. on Yeah. 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 I know. I need to get my passport in line because Cam 4, I, I could have gone out to some of the uh, promo events recently in Vegas and Miami, but I missed out just because You got to get that taken care of yeah. for sure. Oh, I know. And also there's like, I mean, to fund you doing stuff like that, do a GoFundMe, do a Patreon. Mm-hmm. Do you have Patreon? No, no, no. Like, but yeah. I'm familiar with, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Get that shit happening mm-hmm. so that you can, you know, take, um, take the opportunity to yeah. fly out and do shit like that. Yeah. Yeah, who who wanna fly out on a fly out and shoot a porn in Vegas? No, exactly. I need to. I need to do <laughs> That's something. That's the jet set life. I need to. I need to. You know, I need to get my weekends in order rather than just you know grinding on swiping on Tinder every night. I need to. <laughs> Is that get what some you're, excitement in my life? Is that what you're usually spending your time doing? Uh, every every free minute. It's, it's Is like, Tinder? Oh, of course. You know, in between class, you know, when I get home late at night, yeah. I call it the thirst hour. I find normally between <laughs> 12 a.m. to 2 a.m. is when it's you like get the best hour. results for for hookup apps, yeah. Yeah, so you gotta, you gotta take advantage yeah, of that. of course. <laughs> you know what? I have never been on Tinder. Really? Yeah. Okay. I usually use OkCupid. Yeah, a lot of my friends do too, and it's funny. Like, I was very, like, adverse to using it at first and everyone's like oh no i like met a lot of my like hookup buddies through there and yeah. i met my husband through there and i'm like oh, really yeah okay. i've met some good people on okcupid mm. yeah. i feel it's good for polyamory yeah yeah uh, true yeah. just because you can i don't know t- 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 tinder i was like twinder what am i yeah. trying to say twitter yeah tinder you it's only a very small bio right mm-hmm. and honestly that's what i like too i hate having to do all the fucking oh yeah uh, like yeah, See, I'm a narcissist, so I, I like to answer. <laughs> you know, multiple choice and fill out this giant ass bell. I'm like, do people really read it? I thought people just looked at the pictures. <laughs> yeah. They mostly do. But you're right. I think it's more definitely OkCupid in those dating sites. It's way more for serious long-term relationships, whereas Tinder is like just... It's a hook. It's still it's just, a hook it's, it's fast food fucking. Yeah. That's what I call it. Yeah. <laughs> Show is. Yeah. Um, okay. Uh, I'd love for you to tell everybody... Um, any exciting things you have coming up in the future? Um, are you going to be at Oasis in the future? Maybe people can see in person somewhere. Yeah, yeah, I frequent Oasis, and um, if they need to catch me, I'm on both Twitter and Instagram at uh, at Ratchet Boy, uh, or you can just search Daniel James, but at Ratchet Boy usually works. Mm-hmm. Uh, and I'm going to be uploading my ManyVids site, so that's going to be over at uh, ManyVids slash Daniel James XXX, I believe, if I remember correctly. Um, so yeah, I'm just right now the goal is to finally get some content up, some boy girl stuff. Um, and you know, as long as you're within, uh, Canada, Ontario, Montreal, maybe New York and you want to shoot, just fire up an email, you know, or a DM. I'm, I'm looking for, looking for talent. Yeah. Yeah. It's amazing. Um, and paid. (laughs) Yeah. Paid. Paid paid, you assholes. Don't. (laughs) No. Yeah. You can have Instagram for free, but beyond that. Yeah. 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 You tip her. Yeah. Exactly. (laughs) Her. Um, yeah, because the the are you going to be involved in the swordplay um, nights at Oasis in the future? 
Um, yeah, think- I want to do another webcam broadcast, but I think next time it'd be really cool if I did uh, a couple broadcasts with a girl because apparently they make bank the webcam couples. Nice. Who I've talked to, yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I know a couple of cam girls, um, just like in my personal mm, life, same, that are friends yeah. of mine. But um, yeah, I saw one live cam performance at Oasis kind of a couple months ago, uh, and she was just there by herself. I was, I watched for a long time. I was like, this is the most yeah, I think fascinating. I know who you're talking about, yeah. 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 Fascinating fucking thing yeah, yeah, yeah. for me. I can imagine a couples. I would, I would be fucking all over that. Mm, yeah, no, yeah, it'd be That's cool. Great. I mean, it's cool for a girl because you have something to look at. But when you're a guy just jerking your dick, it's kind of like uh, whatever. So I yeah. figure, you know, next time I'm gonna bring a girl with me. We'll make it interesting. We'll fuck in front of everyone. Yeah, yeah. I'll you can my, do a lot more probably. Uh, yeah, of course. And I, you know, I got my. I bring again the same thing. I bring my camera crew, and I'm like, guys, could you just like sit at the stage in case something goes down? You know, someone wants to run up on you or some weirdo you know, <laughs> security. Some, some creeper from Twitter or someone wants to like you know, you know try wants a fanboy out on you yeah, or a fangirl out yeah, on you yeah I might have to body some people <laughs> well Daniel uh, slash Ratchet Boy thank you so much for coming and speaking with me today no problem this thank you for been, having me oh my gosh my pleasure awesome is there anything else you wanted to plug or talk about um yeah I mean just just my my uh, my outlets that I already mentioned Great. and uh, you can find me on cam again that's uh, camfor.com slash Daniel James X love it And everybody, I'm Erin Pym, and this has been the Bedpost Podcast. Check back weekly, everybody, because we release a new episode every single Friday. And if you want to rate and review the podcast on iTunes while you're there, I would love it, love it, love it. If you're in Toronto and want to see Bedpost Live, the Variety Stage Show runs at the Social Capital Theatre the third Friday of every month at 8. For more information on everything Bedpost, please visit me at my website, bedpost.ca. If you have any comments, suggestions, questions, flirts, nudies, dick pics... Just kidding. It's a joke. Uh, email me at themedbosexshow at gmail.com. Send the dick pics to me. Yeah, send those over to the Ratchet Boy, please. Uh, lastly, the Bedpost podcast features original music by Stephanie Copeland, who can be reached on her website, stephcopelandmusic.com. <laughs>